0: I'm Joe. I'm Melissa, and we're children's book illustrators and sometimes authors. And we live in Cardiff, in Wales, <laughs> <laughs> in United Kingdom, <laughs> No world.
1: <laughs> and we meet for coffee and chats. So we thought we'd just record it. Yeah, because why not? Ready? As <laughs> I'll
0: you just can't beat going and seeing someone over a coffee and going, oh, this, this is what I'm dealing with today. It's, yeah. And they know what you're talking about. It's that Venn diagram of you're an illustrator and you're a friend. When you're self-employed, finding the people that know what you're talking about that are also 20-minute walk away yeah. is
1: really difficult. Sometimes you're having one of those weeks where you're just a bit worn out creatively. You just need a change of scenery sometimes. You go and work in a coffee shop and just need a familiar face. Yep. And it's so nice having a 20-minute walk away and just be able to be like, I really need to see someone. Can we go for a coffee? Yeah. There you go, there's your coffee.
0: Can't <laughs> have any. Aggressive.
1: Sexo- <laughs> there
0: you go. There you go, there's your coffee.
1: So how was your week? Good. I did a whole chapter did i illustrated an entire chapter which i know might not sound like a lot but it's one of the easy books which has that's huge complete, like so many illustrations because that's an, almost an illust- no it's more than an illustration per page isn't it yeah some of them have up to three scenes God. up to sometimes up to four scenes um so you did a whole chapter in one week yeah that's amazing because i'd said to my designer oh i'm i'm just starting chapter two but you know it's probably gonna take me a little while four days later done <laughs> Wow, how many chapters are there? Um, six. There's normally six in this book. So okay. some of them, um, I think this one had about eight, like, page, like double pages. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, done it. My hand, my wrist was killing me though. On Thursday, <laughs> I was like, I have not had this RSI pain in over a year.
0: So last week, I was trying to work on this double page spread, doing the color phase. And it was it was kind of like pulling teeth because I couldn't quite work out how I wanted the colors and the, the depth and all that kind of stuff. So I did struggle. I did get it done. Um, but kind of as a reward, I was like, I'm going to do one I know what I want to do for.
1: Yeah. And why did you not start with that one?
0: Because the publisher wanted this double page oh, yeah, thing of for something. Yeah, some I other purpose. I think it's for Bologna. They want to have yeah. certain pages for Bologna book. Show. and. Um, So yeah, I was like, my my reward (laughs) is to do this spread that I really wanted to do, which was like really wintry and kind of magical with the trees casting shadows across the snow. And I was like, I'm really excited Mm -hmm. to work on this one. And I loved it. It kind of just happened and really quite easily happened.
1: It does go to show that sometimes you just have the image in your head and you know how it's going to work. and Yeah, you can just do it. Yeah, I I love having those pages. Sometimes they don't happen very frequently do they? they
0: they're quite rare and also oh you're like I've got a couple of other pages in the book that I feel the same way about and I think I can't just do all of those now because it'll be hell oh for god, the god, yeah. of the time. That's what I do. You kinda of gotta
1: save them a bit. Yeah that's what I do normally and then you're stuck at the end. Yeah. That's why I'm doing chapter by chapter in this fiction book. I know yours is mm. picture book, so it's different, but yeah don't don't do it the other way. It's so tempting to just be like, oh, i'll just do all these ones that I really know what I'm doing with, yeah. and I'll save the really difficult ones for when I'm, you know, really rolling with this. Yeah. I've <laughs> built up momentum because then I'll know what I'm doing. Yeah,
0: you you know, you, kid yourself.
1: But... You're just kind of a little bit burnt out by that point. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to try and like intersperse them over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I just be like, it. right, these ones. If I hear that you're having too much of a nice time on it, I'm going to be like, you're doing the easy ones. <laughs> yeah. A hard one in there, <laughs> oh, I know oh that sounded rude <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite book from your childhood?
0: I don't know if I have one favorite, really young ones was probably Velveteen Rabbit, and I just loved having that read to me and it wasn't really so much about the images, it was the story and I had a rabbit that looked just like it, and I loved it so much, hopefully it would come real <laughs> and um then as I was getting older, I started to get a bit more interested in books, I'd say. Um so obviously World well, Dull. I don't know anyone that wasn't really reading that. But I I think the ones that really turned my interest into reading um were books like um Goodnight Mr. Tom
1: and Carrie's War and and that's kind of where it all began, I suppose. I have a whole section on my shelf for books with those kind of story like you, set in that at that time yeah <gasps> my niece borrow you can okay <laughs> great and how about you so i have three standout picture books from when i was a kid that i remember being read to um two of them are by janet and alan alberg the first one is the jolly postman and other people's letters which i think majority of people had it's such a classic mm-hmm. um, and i just loved the fact that it It had all these, it's not just like a lift lift the flat book. You actually had to open the envelopes to read the letters and cards and invitations that the jolly postman had delivered to all these story characters. Do you know what? I don't think I have seen this.
0: Really? Yeah. So I had um, uh, each peach pear plum and funny bones. Yeah. Loved them both, obviously. Spoiler.
1: I'm about to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler. I can see it on your your lap. Um, But I don't think I've seen this one. Okay, this is so brilliant. Um, it's how it brings together lots of different fairy tale characters. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's just lots of little things to open. And I remember them being like little treasures, all the, the letters. And you've got like a birthday card, you've got um, a. The witch has a um, like catalogue from a witch store. Um, yeah, absolute classic. Might need to borrow that too. You're welcome to. <laughs> And the second one of mine is Funny Bones by Janet and Alan Orberg. They're just, they're very funny. Um, I love the repetition. Um, Really, really nice to read out loud. Illustrations are really fun. Lots of bright colours, lots of black and white contrast. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Love that. I have The Little Bear Stories. Do you remember this book? Nope. You don't? I don't remember it at all. Martin Waddell? Waddell? Illustrated by Barbara Firth. Okay. It's a Walker book. It's, like a, it's a classic. Um, so I grew up with this book. So the first one is called, well, the one that I do remember, this is a collection, um, Can't You Sleep, Little Bear. Do you remember that? My. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I absolutely adore this book. Um, it's really pretty watercolour illustrations. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, um, and it's about a daddy bear and his, his cub. Uh, once there were two bears big bear and little bear big bear is the big bear and little bear is the little bear i think it's his dad bear i think um, that's implied yeah i think it is implied um and it's about this little bear cub who can't sleep they're in a cave and he's afraid of the dark
0: Aww. and his
1: the daddy bear, or the big bear um keeps coming back to him to help him he brings him a lantern and the little bear still can't sleep so he brings him a bigger lantern and in the end, he takes him outside and shows him the moon, which is the biggest lantern of all. Aww. And finally, he curls up and is able to fall asleep. And it's just a really comforting book. That is adorable. It's just, Sheesh. it's nice. You know how you remember, well, I mean, we we're very lucky that we all have memories of growing up and having a safe environment and having mm. loving parents. And it's that kind of story where you just, you feel safe. The bear feels safe with the big bear there and it all... No, he's very scared and there's there's peril in the story, but it's just him being afraid of the dark and actually everything's everything's okay. Mm -hmm. I recommend this one.
0: (laughs) I'm going to sing a song for you that we sing on the playground. Okay. This is going to be super awkward for you because it is (laughs) wildly inappropriate. And bear in mind, I was primary school when we were singing this. Okay. Okay. We are three teenage girls. We wear our hair in curls. We wear... It was a baby boy. Jesus. I don't think I can use this. Were you a big
1: reader as a kid? I would say I was like an average reader when I was much younger. I don't remember what books I read up until Goosebumps Mm -hmm. as an independent reader, but I just remember Devouring Goosebumps. I can't remember what age I was, but I loved that series. And I think that kind of hooked me back in again into reading. Um, And then it kind of petered off again a bit. Um, And I just absorbed cartoons. Mm -hmm. I just, I loved cartoons. Um, I still do they've been a huge influence for me and I would say um, a big reason why I got into storytelling I wish I could say I got into this job because I've always been a complete bookworm Um, but actually yeah cartoons were just as influential for me Um, so I'd watch things like Rugrats Mm. um, the Smurfs (laughs) Smiths, yeah, yeah. Uh, the raccoons. Do you remember them? I do remember oh, the raccoons. I, I didn't them. like
0: the raccoons, I think I found the baddies too scary. Oh, I
1: loved the raccoons. <laughs> um, the land before time, fern gully. Um, I had a Tom and Jerry film, but I can't even remember what it was called, but I, it was given to me on a videotape, and I just used to watch it over and over again. And it, it's mm-hmm. not that it was even a really good animation with a great no. story, it's just you know, when you're a kid and you just have these treasures. I don't know something really captivating about animation to me and it probably was you know the, the characters the colors the storylines, the sounds all of it it's just always i just always loved it i nearly studied illustration and animation together well that would have been pretty cool yeah what, it really would have what stopped you um i just wasn't sure if i wanted to go into animation um i just didn't like the idea of having to draw loads and loads and loads of frames I'd um so yeah i wish i could say it was totally books but yeah nah it was telly yeah it was telling
0: (laughs) yeah mine was similar like I I, again I really I always wanted to read more and I would sit down and just go nah it's not happening but I also um I did love comic books but not the sort of comic books that I think nowadays it would sort of be nerd chic to enjoy (laughs) it was things like Garfield and we, i also used to get have you heard of the fun day times
1: rings a bell but i can't think and nothing comes to mind
0: so we didn't get the sunday times but my gran in york did and so she would get the sunday times and she would post the little uh mini newspaper i suppose it's a comic book um called the fun day times and i loved it i kind of loved it as well because it was this constant connection with my
1: grandmother yeah yeah it was great yeah mm. I used to have, um, I found them in my parents' loft, actually, recently. Um, every week, there'd be a Where's Wally little magazine, and you can collect them. So I used to collect them every week, and it would be um, factual things. It would be a different theme. Like it might be Egypt one one week, mm-hmm. and, I don't know, something else the next. I used to love those, um, and I loved the, the Where's Wally books. I know you were a big Where's Wally I fan, loved too. I yeah. Where's Wally, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's sometimes not necessarily reading books, but... I think also, like, I used to have a Philofax no, fun facts. it was called a Oh, facts. that rings a bell. Yes, it was like um, a, blue, a white cover with, like, black lines, cross, zigzag, cross It was lines. very 80s it looking. It was very 80s looking. It was basically like a file of facts. It was, yeah. A fun facts. And I had a drawing guide that I bought from my fun facts, and I used to pore over that. And, yeah, so I just spent a lot of my childhood drawing. Um, which I think was probably why I love cartoons so much, because, you know, it's drawings, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that's what I spent my time doing.
0: I watched so much Disney over and over, and then I would draw those characters, or I'd draw the main Disney characters a lot as well, like Mickey Mouse and Goofy and stuff like that. And um, I think now to, it's... When I look at my work, I kind of think what I've got here is this sort of... Uh, this accent... Mm. as if I've got an accent of Disney and you can't just pretend it's not
1: there I don't think there's anything wrong with that though but I think you can't get rid of your influences especially ones that you found when you were a child and the kind of visual language that you develop and um, it kind of just naturally comes out like the way we talk and the way we mm-hmm. our mannerisms it's just there and you can try and alter it and you can try and like grow from it but it's still there and I think that's fine yeah um someone an art director once said to me that he could see a bit of um like skateboard graphics in my work previously. Oh, I don't know what that would be. Well, I don't know how to describe it, but I I used to skateboard a lot as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And um, I was really interested in like graffiti and that whole like skateboard art scene. I see, yeah. Um, um, And I can't particularly see it now. Um, But yeah, it's funny that other people can notice things and and you you can't help, but it's just there. You can't really Mm -hmm. do much about it. And actually, maybe it's a strength. Yeah. Just gonna use that. Yeah. Go with it. Exactly. Have you ever had any kids say anything really weird during one of your events or asked you a really weird question? Um,
0: huh. I'm sure some of them have asked weird stuff. There was a point when um I was doing the book signing that you sometimes do at the end mm-hmm. of, of a session and the teacher had put the post-it notes of their name so I know how to spell them on the book that that kid had bought. Mm-hmm. So this kid Oh, I love it th- when they do that. I know. So Why don't all teachers do that? <laughs> I mean, they've got limited resources <laughs> and time, I know. So this kid hands me the book and it says their name on it and I can't remember what it is, so let's just say Jessica.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I go, oh, hi, Jessica. How are you? Thanks for buying my book and blah, blah, blah. So I'm starting to write in it. She goes, how do you know my name's Jessica? Oh, bless her. <laughs> and so I said, Oh, you know, I'm God. (laughs) Oh, wow. And that's when I had to roll back and go, no, no,
1: no, just joking. (laughs) I should not have said that. (laughs) No, you shouldn't have said that. (laughs) That ties in really nicely with mine. Oh, good. Okay. So I once had, you know, you're doing the little Q&A at the end. A little girl put her hand up and asked me. (laughs) (laughs) how did you write the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> and then the tea, I, I was mad I didn't write the Bible. <laughs> oh, a teacher, keeping a straight face, somehow said, no, she meant blurb. We've been learning about writing blurb to the back of a book.
0: So it's quick fire round, and we have in front of us an envelope of questions, and we're going to just dig in. So you go
1: first. Okay. You ready? <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. What a question to start with. Which Disney character do you, did you have a crush on? That's super easy. Aladdin. Oh, okay. Oh, is it not
0: so easy for you? Who, who was yours?
1: I don't know. I, oh, you must have had a crush on know. one. I don't think I did. On a cartoon character. <laughs> Aladdin with his pecs and his
0: sexy little waistcoat.
1: Yeah. No? Just me. I was three years younger than you though.
0: no oh, Thanks, Rob Maybe. that one. So that
1: might be why.
0: Okay. Your question
1: is What are your favourite drawing tools? So it used to be a paintbrush with ink. Um now uh pencils. I love the black wing. Oh, I've never um, had one, but I, every, love I see
0: them on Instagram. Yeah. People are using their black wing thinking, Oh, I need a black wing.
1: Yeah, I love them. Before then I'll I be able I to draw digital. perfectly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, now I just use my Apple Pencil and Procreate mostly and Photoshop on my laptop. I am boringly exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next question What film have you watched an embarrassingly high number of times? Okay. Um... I don't even know
0: how many times. And bear in mind, I would often have it on in the background while I worked. I wasn't watching it. Okay. But this is in the past now, but it was Moulin Rouge.
1: That's okay.
0: Isn't that really embarrassing?
1: embarrassing? Wait, Magrégia. Magre
0: Magrégère. <laughs> <laughs> the French pronunciation. You Moulin Magrégère. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I liked that one. Okay. Yeah. Not too embarrassing then. No. I think what is embarrassing is the sheer number of times.
1: Okay. I
0: how many? I don't know. We're we're talking triple figures. I mean, you were a fully, you were a grown woman by this point. (laughs) No, it came out when I was at university. Okay. That's a grown woman, I know, but not really. Um, What about you?
1: Uh, Well, I was having this conversation with my mum a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, when I was was younger, I used to watch this particular film, like, every day. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. (laughs) That was so good. It was so good. But have you tried watching it more recently? (laughs) A couple of years ago. oh, I don't think it stood the test of time so well. No, but I I still love it. And I used to be so scared of the witch.
0: The witch was terrifying. She was terrifying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was mine. That's a good one. Mm. Do you want to tell us about your idea for a game?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So I've got a game. It's called Library Hunt Mm
1: -hmm.
0: based on the hit daytime TV show that I watch most days, (laughs) Bargain Hunt. Um, There will hopefully be some people listening that are as dorky as me and watch Bargain Hunt. They might not be under the age of 75. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I thought it might be quite a nice way to explore new books and also promote library use. And um, we give each other challenges to find a, a book with a different theme. And the challenge is to find a book that you are you've not already seen. You might be aware of it, might be in the ether, but otherwise, it's got to be something new to you. Um, and so, you gave me a challenge, which was to find something with a penguin in it. That's it, something with a penguin in it. So, I've cheated quite a lot. <gasps> well, not really, mm, kind of. I did find books with penguins in, but then I saw this book, okay, and it's so gorgeous. I had to flip through it. I
1: mean, the cover looks incredible.
0: So, I Am a Sensible Gibbon by Will Rabbit. Whoopsie daisy. I mean, Will Mabbit and Claudia Bolt. Oh, I love Yeah, I love her. That's why I like the cover. It's amazing. <laughs> On the last page, I went through the whole thing going, please be a penguin. There's a penguin. <gasps> and I was like, right, I've done it. Okay, I've that's fine. You're not challenge. disqualified. There you go. See? Penguin. <laughs> that did fit the brief brief. find a book with a penguin in it
1: that's a good find, well done
0: thanks, quite proud of that one (laughs) so do you have another challenge for me, next library hunt
1: yes, I would like you to find a book about something scary Okay, love it, and if people are interested they can
0: do um, the same challenge because going to the library is obviously amazing, so (laughs) keep going to the libraries and find new books
1: Thanks, David Dickinson. Can you close your ears a minute? Can I close my ears? Yep, yeah, please.